I love exhaustion because it is a physical response. It's the body communicating that something is out of alignment and it can, it's just a matter of getting curious to see where. And so I love that you brought that up in different ways for the manifester and the generator. The the exhaustion in the body is speaking different things. So I love that. And understanding your type, and you can interpret kind of where that misalignment is. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful people. Guess what? Today is episode 50. Oh my goodness. Approaching the one year anniversary. Lots of transition over here as I've hinted at in previous episodes. Today is called Finding Your Joy in the Journey with Griselda Beck. And in this one, this was, gosh, I don't even remember when I recorded this puppy with Griselda. Um, But we talk a lot about human design. We talk about the five main energy types, really talk, I, I talked about my journey, my health journey, my hormone journey, my corporate journey, and just like how that physical healing began to open me up on an energetic and spiritual level. So we kind of talk about that. And it's kind of fun. We didn't dive deep into this. Um, Now I'm in a place in my life where if this topic would have come up, I probably would have latched onto it because it's one of my favorite things to talk about, which is just religious indoctrination in general. So Griselda was talking about how the series that I was, you know, a part of, it was called Embracing the Woo (laughs) and how she kind of grew up in, in a sort of religious indoctrination. And then she started to get curious. She went from like religious indoctrination, meaning like anti, and I actually loved how she talked about this. Like there was the stage of anti and then it was like, she kind of was in this gray area of like skeptical, like where she wasn't so stuck in the old paradigm and the paradigm that she was indoctrinated into, (laughs) words, indoctrinated into. And then there was this place of curiosity. And I actually love breaking it up into thirds, right? Because when we, when we feel 
that we are right and that we know that there's no other answer or no other option available to us, we there's no way that we can be in curiosity and we miss so much. Like we miss so much in our needing to be right. And I totally get it as humans. It's like what helps us feel safe and helps us feel like we're a part of something and helps us feel like we have an answer. (laughs) Um, But it's like the more questions that I ask in life these days, the more I'm answered with additional questions. And I've learned to really just like relish that. Is it relish in that or relish that? (laughs) I feel like it's relish in that. Just bask in that a bit more. So we talk about that. Um, We talk about, she talks about, we talk about breath work. We talk about dropping into our bodies. A lot of the conversation, as you know, is about moving out of our our head and into our hearts um, and into our bodies and connecting to our breath and really how slowing down the breath connects us to presence, connects us to our to our bodies, connects us to what we actually need, connects us to the truth of who we are, the truth of the moment, which of course, um, we talk about life in general, workplace, bedroom, we kind of kind of have a little bit of fun play there. So, you know, I feel like my work with human design, it's interesting, like, I feel like where I'm at on my journey and and my awareness that I am now at a place where human design, like it's almost like I've overpassed that, like it doesn't really serve me in the way that it used to. But I love going back and learning about how supportive it was for me. And this is where I still talk about it and I still like sharing these episodes because it could be like the catalyst that could absolutely invite someone into curiosity, right? Invite someone into, ooh, this feels aligned or, ooh, this feels better. So I would say just feel into it. Like the way that I move through life is like, if I feel a resonance, I just keep following that until I don't want to follow it anymore (laughs) until it feels like, okay, I've exhausted that one. And I kind of move on. But I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to share. So it's kind of interesting. The week that I actually moved to North Carolina is the the one year anniversary mark of this podcast. And um, with this transition, I am going to be making a lot of changes. And I will, I don't want to say never say never, but the intention is to not necessarily be repurposing previous content at least as much or if not at all. Um, Ultimately, I am going to be doing more solo casts in real time and also interviewing people from all over the globe. I'm going to be changing the name of the podcast. I already have it. I'm not giving any of my secrets away yet. I'm changing the cover art. I'm changing the intro and the outro. I'm changing the music. And I, the reason why I want to kind of share my process with you is the woman who started this podcast a year ago, I'm not that same woman anymore. And the things that I want to talk about and the messaging, like the core of it is still there, but there's like a piece in terms of our humanness that I really want to ground into these conversations. And I want... um. I want everyone on this planet to feel welcome to come listen in on the podcast 
and feel like they can actually grasp something and understand it and have, have, you know, conversations about consciousness and spirituality and evolution be in a very like practical, grounded human way. Because let's be real, the majority of people right now, they're like, they're not there. <laughs> That's okay. They're struggling. They're in fight or flight. They're in survival mode. They're in fear, right? And so I want to be able to give something to people that can make sense and, and create like a simplification because I think even in the realm of spirituality, there is indoctrination and there is dogma. It's just what we do. We put things in a box, we compartmentalize. And I really don't want to have <laughs> to the best of my ability, any boxes anymore. Um, I'm noticing like, like I want to be able to have simple people or like a CEO of a big fortune 500 company, or I don't know, a presidential candidate, which I'm actually really excited about the 2024 elections. My, <laughs> it's the first time I've been excited about an election for a long time. I won't get into politics yet, but, um, yeah, I'm excited because I feel shifts are on the horizon. Um, yeah, like I just want to be able to have people come on the show. So if you all can just, if you're in a place to close your eyes for a moment, and just kind of breathe into this vision for me, with me, alongside me, as you've been kind of tuning in week after week. Um, it feels really important to share that, <sighs> being real real with you right now, my, if you knew how much <laughs> the impulse inside of me is asking me to spread my message even further at such a more rapid rate and like the amount of fear that I moved through in my self-expression, in my confidence of what I know inside, like there's a part of me that's like, okay, I'm Lindsay, I'm 36 years old. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about half the time. <laughs> and then there's like the eternal part of me that knows that it does like it's the timeless aspect of me that is wanting to share. And I feel like the humility, like there's like the the doubt. So this actually dropped in recently where there's a there's like a place on the spectrum where you know how do i want to put this like reality checking is absolutely necessary and warranted right like constantly checking yourself of like wait is this mine is this not mine is this true is this not true where is this coming from is this coming from my essence or is this coming from ego but what starts to happen is like there's a tipping point where it really starts to to turn into doubt and then <laughs> we start to like, that's where I start to downward spiral and I start to question and I start to like stop myself from growth. And I feel like because of the messaging that I want to share and like the accessibility that I feel like I want to bring forth with my messaging at this time, like the, the humanness and the relatability of like, and, and the humility of like, yeah. I'm checking myself a lot like I am Lindsay who has a personality and who has conditioning and who doubts herself from time to time and is still working through her shit but also like there is this innate you know aspect of me that is like 
has a lot of information and a lot of knowledge and a lot of wisdom and is literally begging, <laughs> begging at this point for me to move forward. And it's, it's actually uncomfortable to resist it. And so like, I just want to, and I know that it's directly connected to everything that I desire for my life. So it's like, what, what's stopping me? And so I wanted to, I wanted to just have you all, I I think I told you to close your eyes like five, 10 minutes ago. So hopefully you haven't been closing your eyes this whole time, but like just closing your eyes for a minute and feeling my heart and feeling the purity of this vision of spreading this message and and you listening in, being a part of that, you sharing this with people, you receiving this, letting it activate you and then letting the, the essence within you to then regurgitate that and digest it and turn it into something else to give to another person, right? So this is what I see as the ripple of what we're creating is like, okay, I share my truth. It activates somebody, which then opens up the truth within that individual, which then they share and they exude and they radiate, which then activates somebody else and so on and so forth and so on and so forth. And so like with this podcast, I, um, I feel like I've actually been holding myself back. I've known it for a couple of months now, but I've been in such a transition and it's also like the grace of, of it's okay, you know, to get clear and take your time. And so it feels appropriate that for one year I get to shift gears a bit and refine and it's still me. It's not like there's going to be anything drastic, but it just feels much more in alignment with who I am right now. Meaning like, okay, I actually have a clearer clearer understanding of why I'm here and who I came here to be and how I get to serve. Um, And so if you can just kind of hold this vision for me of the ripple of what we're creating and allowing me to call in the beautiful beings that get to support me and I get to support them and we get to support each other and just literally growing the network of this planet in this beautiful time to be alive where we have technology and connection and this way to access people all over the world. And I'm still blown away when I see the countries that are tuning into this podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to get like Sometimes I'm embarrassed because I'm like, where the heck is that country? Like, I get really excited and really curious. And so, you know, my, my role, it feels like, is to just spread what I know in my heart to be true and let go of, like, how it gets to look and let go of who gets to get their hands on it and trust that as long as I'm connecting in and following my heart and sharing the message and and being bold like I'm asking some really freaking amazingly powerful influential people to be on the show like 
I have a whole plan and I've had a list for a while of like, oh my gosh, these are people that I would be a dream for me to interview. And, you know, like I'm no longer surrendering to other people's power anymore, right? Like it's like, okay, these people are influential. Like I'm influential, (laughs) right? Like it's like the way, so, you know, it's like, okay. And the reason why I'm saying that is, I have a community. I have people who, who pay attention. I have clients. I have, I have a, a network of people. I've built something over the last several years. Like I've built something from the ground up. And so it's like, everybody's got to start somewhere. And so if I stop myself from making the ask of someone because of where I'm at on my journey, like those people were at the exact same place as me, right? Everybody started somewhere just like you started somewhere. And so I'm really excited to be bold and to make asks and really like look at that list and just be so excited and so inspired to email them. Like I already, I'm going to send them video messages. Like I already have it, like I want to be able to send little mini video clips of like me asking them, not just sending somebody an email so they can see me and they can feel me and they, they can, you know, resonate or not, you know, and not being attached to yeses or nos or whatever, or timelines. And, you know, I just, and also I want to say, yes, there's some really like, you know, like I would say they're expanders for me. They're people that like I look up to in a lot of ways. And, and a lot of them are truth tellers and people who really speak what's on their heart and, and speak in integrity and are just so confident in their stance in the world, right? Because it's like, that's what I'm moving through. Because um, a lot of people think that I'm really confident, but oh my gosh, like if you knew half the stuff that I do, like behind closed doors, half the stuff that I receive in the form of like divine inspiration and just like my process and my journey. And, and like, I just want to be able to share that and also be like, yeah, I am. And I'm a normal human who has these same like flaws as you. And, you know, like I just want to be able to share more about who I am and not hide. And, you know, I've been talking about that a lot on the podcast. And so I've come a long way, but there's still so much more that I get to like expose in who I am. And it's, it's what my soul wants to do. Like not everybody's journey is to be on the podcast and be visible and share their messaging with the world in like a big way like this. But for me, it's what I signed up for. So I also want to say though, I do also want to interview people who maybe are just like, at home with their families or working in corporate. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't want to like put things in a box. Like I don't only want to interview people that I want that like inspire me. Um, meaning like people that are doing what I'm doing on like a bigger scale. Like I want to bring people on that have a differing view, um, are at a different stage of their life who are in a different line of work and, and talk, um, and like ground spirituality into like those human connections. So that's what I've got going on in my world. And, um, yeah, so the intention is to launch all of this on August 7th, but don't tie me to it. Cause I'm literally in the middle of finally moving 
to North Carolina, making that big move, which is really interesting because it was actually in September of last year that my husband and I decided that we were going to move. So I'll just leave you with this last piece, like, holy shit, it's been almost a year of this process and like, wow, (laughs) from deciding to getting the house ready to sell, to selling the house, to going to North Carolina, to finding our home. Like we knew we wanted to move, but we didn't know where, what town, to driving there multiple times, to physically moving, to finding a rental, to, right? So the next step is we're moving into a rental, but then we get to call in our home that we get to purchase. And so it's like, you know, one year. It took a year from the decision through like the physical manifestation of it. And I think it's just a testament to what it takes to move forward in life. And like, this is why we're in such a quick fix society of like, I want it and I want it now. (laughs) And it's not how this works. Like the amount of transformation that I've had from in the last year from deciding to move until now is insane and I wouldn't change it for the world. And it's allowed me to make a lot of pivots and to go deep with inside and to rest and to prioritize and to focus on, yeah, like really what I need. So I have no idea if I've made any motherfucking sense this whole episode, but I'm hoping that some of it resonated. And I do feel like once I can make these refinements to the podcast, like just because it's like, I will feel more at home because it's, it's already feeling like, just like I talked about at the beginning of this with human design, like, okay, my awareness, I'm I'm in a different space. And in order for this puppy to really grow into what I know it's supposed to grow into, I get to be bold and take risks and be okay with change and changing name. It's like, who the fuck cares if the name changes of this podcast every three years? I don't know. It might. Okay. I'm making the name a little bit more. I don't want to say generic, but a little less boxy (laughs) again. So then I won't have to change it, you know, so I'm learning. So yeah, I think I'll leave it there. I hope you enjoy this one and ah, it just feels so good to be growing with you alongside you. Oh, it's so uncomfortable at times, but I am totally here for it. All right. I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everybody. I am so happy to present to you Ms. Lindsay Martin Ellis today. Um, She's a human design expert and energy expert, and I can't wait uh, to see what today reveals and how it unfolds. So Lindsay, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and serve this beautiful community. Yeah, yeah, happy to be here. Can you share a little bit with our audience of what it is that you do and how you came to be and do that? Yeah, that's a loaded question these days. <laughs> Ultimately, I, I I generally like to work with women. I do work with men as well, but really because I I feel like we've been kind of fit into this model that anatomically and physiologically doesn't necessarily work with the female body in terms of just 
cyclical nature, the way that our hormones, you know, regulate. And I often find that find that we feel like we're failing and we're behind and we're constantly just, you know, feeling like we're not successful. And that's when the burnout comes in. So I really work with women on an energetic level to really connect to intuition, to connect to inner being, to really listen to the body wisdom first, because we carry a lot of wisdom within us and then allow the logical mind and then allow the external support to really come in to make decisions. So this is really um, about business and life and relationship and really how to tune in, how to stop beating ourselves up and feeling like something's wrong with us. And to really start to love our wholeness, right? And to really start to work with our energy instead of against it, which unfortunately, again, is the model that we've put in, been put in, which is this 24 hour cycle, 24 hour cycle, 24 hour cycle, and really just honoring the ebbs and flows of life and of how our bodies are created. And that really helps us to honestly have a lot more time for what we love a lot more time with self to be able to work smarter and not harder. So I am a coach. I offer group programs, private programs as well, really on full body vitality, aliveness, really tapping into our life force because we are here to feel good. We are here to love what we do and to find the wonderment and the play and the joy in work, in life, in business, and how that ripples into, you know, our everyday life. So just finding joy and pleasure in what can be late laborious, right? Or what what, what would be considered work is really where I thrive and really what I love to help women with. Yeah. Energy work is definitely where I found the joy in the journey. Um, being in flow, being connected to myself and leading from that place. So I love, 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 love what you do. How does human design fit into all this? Yeah, it's really interesting. Human design. How about we start with that? What is human design? Yeah, it's really interesting too, because your question was, how did you get here? And ultimately I'll just share briefly how I discovered human design. I actually used to be an environmental engineer in a very male dominated industry and was starting to actually have physical manifestations of dis-ease in my body. And that was from overworking and really from showing up in ways that didn't support my body, you know, my heart and my soul. And it was about five years ago, I was in this corporate role and decided to become my own boss, to become an entrepreneur. I really started to tap into my health and reclaim sovereignty over my body. And in that started to really open up on more of an energetic level, which then opened me up on a more spiritual level. And so it really just kind of kept blossoming into this new realization around how everything works and how, you know, how to work, how to, again, work with our, our bodies. So with that, um, of course, as an entrepreneur, as many of us know, we love to learn things. We love tools. We love to learn more about ourselves. We love to learn more about our clients. We love to learn more about how people communicate, how we show up in relationship. One of my um, mentors gifted me a human design session a few years ago. And when I tell you, it felt like such relief in my body. <laughs> like I can see you're probably like, oh, I kind of probably can, right? When you just feel seen, you feel heard, 
you're like, oh, nothing's wrong with me. This is what I, this is how I truly am. Like, this is how I'm meant to show up in the world. I knew that I wanted to learn more. So really it's, it started from this um, because of course, engineer mind, I, I really love to have a solid foundation. I really Mm -hmm. love to know things and I really love to research. So I just became an avid researcher and really just became obsessed with understanding like, what is this tool? And then became certified for my own, like had no desire to turn this into a business. And then I started having more fun. I started gifting sessions to friends and colleagues, and then it became part of my work. And now people are coming to me, right? It's still just a part, an aspect of my business, but people want it. And I'm finding, and that, and then I'll get into what human design is. I'm finding in this time, in this moment in history, people want more. People want hope. People want to know there's got to be more to this life. Like there's got to be more to this business. There's got to be more to how we like this old paradigm of doing things. Right. Mm -hmm. So that human design is, is a tool and we can get into the woo later if you want. (laughs) It's up to you if you think your community would like it, but really it's a comprehensive tool. It's really a synthesis of ancient wisdom and modern science based on planetary alignment of when we came into this world, which is our soul's blueprint. So it really offers something that's called a soul's blueprint that allows us to really understand innately what's inside of us and what brings us joy and what lights us up and actually what allows us to energetically show up in our life. And a lot of times we're performing tasks in business that don't serve us, that don't energetically support us. We're in roles that completely don't energetically support us. And so this provides a really solid baseline of no wonder I'm feeling burnt out. No wonder I'm actually not enjoying this task because I energetically, you know, I'm not supposed to, like, I'm actually not, this doesn't allow me to thrive. So I think it really just provides a baseline of, oh, wow, all those times I really didn't want to do that. It's because it's innately who I am, not because I'm just not wanting to show up. Or being lazy, right? Like all of the words that we start to shame ourselves with. Yeah. I um, have, so I'm a Manny Gen before we get into the original types. And I noticed that I was always like happily, authentically in something 24 seven. I had this full drive, right? And then I, this thing that I loved all of a sudden I hated <laughs> and I'd hit the wall and crash. And so um, understanding my own human design and my profile and the two, four um, totally makes sense. So when you said, I was like, oh, this makes sense. This is why I am the way that I am. And now I can build around the season of push, rest, pull back, you know, into my business, which makes it all flow much more easy and more enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. How do you support your clients? And yes, we do want to get into the woo. This this week is Embrace the Woo. That's the title of this week. So um, yeah, (laughs) because I was a skeptic. I actually not just was a skeptic. I I was anti before. I thought it was of the devil, you know, with the doctrine that I grew up under, like you don't allow anything like this in, the devil's going to get into you. And then I just started to get curious, but I was skeptical and now I'm like in. 
jump yeah. into the deep end. So um, thank you for being here to facilitate, you know, this learning journey for our audience here who may find yeah. themselves in anti or skeptical or curiosity somewhere along that journey. Um, yeah. How do you use human design to support your clients in running their businesses or in setting themselves up in life and in business for success? Yeah. And I also want to thank you, you know, for presencing, right? Like, I feel like the world is kind of comprised of a third of people who are like totally just, you know, open and then a third who are kind of like set in, in what they know to be true. Right. And then a third that are kind of in the middle. And so I think it's kind of fun right now because this is a time when I'm noticing people are more like, well, this isn't really working and I'm not really feeling good. So I might as well try something else, try yeah. something else on. Mm -hmm. So I absolutely um, can relate to your share. And, you know, it's like, to me, it's like what feels like truth in, in our unique individual body is what's going to allow us to have the most joy and the most expansion in our experience. So it's like, if we're going to go with a paradigm, you know, if we're still not feeling good and we're set in our ways, you know, it's just maybe perhaps an opportunity to just try some things on from a place yeah. of curiosity, because the reality is, is what I believe is, you know, there is one universal truth and we all embody a sliver of that truth, right? We all embody based on our own experiences and, you know, energetically, ancestrally, mm -hmm. epigenetically, and that's what makes us all unique. And so with human design, what I would recommend for, for anyone is really looking at type because that really starts to provide an overarching theme of really what we're here to do and how we're meant to show up and how through all of the collective, which for me, we all are made up as this living, breathing organism of the planet, how we can all actually tap into our innate gifts and work together and leverage each other again, right? We're in this paradigm now that really wants us all to believe the same doctrines, right? Believe the same ideologies, show up the same way, we can see it now more than ever. It's like, if you don't believe this, then you're wrong, right? Or you're crazy, right? Like we can see the polarity, we can see the divisiveness. And so just recognizing how unique all of us are and how we're meant to show up and what our experiences are and what we get to, to speak into the world is really important. Yeah. So you talked about being a manifesting generator. So there's mm -hmm. five main types. I'm happy to get into them yeah. in a bit more detail if you think that's where yeah, the community would want to go. Mm -hmm. So one piece that I do want to mention as you were talking about how I bring it into this, into my work is there's a lot of information in a human design body graph. There is. And what's <laughs> my yeah. So what happens is people are like, I'm reading and oh my gosh, and I get overwhelmed and then they just like, don't want to look at it ever again. So I teach a lot of embodiment, right? Like mm -hmm. the intention is to, to, for me, be the divine in action, which means to live in this body, right. And, and, and energetically be able to show up. And so we have people who are either so in their body that they're not connected, right. They're just like stuck in their ways and stuck in a logical mind. Yeah. Then we have people who are like floating in the ethers who like aren't in their body and it's not serving anyone because we're here to be on this planet. And then we have some people in the middle. Yeah. And so, Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm yes. With the human design types, 
I find that what happens is, is people learn about their body graph. They learn about human design. And then that's what I did. It's like, I want to read everything. I want to know it all. I want to know it all now. And I want to make my changes and it can be quite daunting. Mm -hmm. And what I know to be true is when we actually can receive the information and embody who we are, everything starts to come online in a way that like on a cellular level. And so the mind doesn't necessarily need to know it all. Like you're actually receiving it. It's like this remembrance inside every one of your cells. And so my first piece is, is just to start with the the type because there's so much information in your type and human design. And again, we've been programmed to believe we need it. We need to do it now. We need it all. We need it right this second. And that's actually going to, oftentimes create a lot more discord within, right? Because when we're reprogramming, when we're coming home to self, when we're in that awakening and remembrance, um, you know, oh, and I just had a brain fart. What was I going to say with that? Coming back to self. I don't know. It'll come back to me. But, you know, when we're in this, you know, when we're in this space of, of remembrance, the mind doesn't need to know. The mind yeah. comes after the That's fact. It. That's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So with that, we have five types. I'll start with manifestors. Yeah. You know, before, just before we jump into them, um, do you have a go-to resource that you share with your clients of like, go here to find out your type or to like a go-to resource to learn once you know your body graph, you have your body graph where you can go to it and look up certain things like your profile, your authority, your strategy. To learn and go deeper on your own. What are your yes. top go-tos? Yeah, thank you for presenting that. I actually have my go-to book right down here. Um, actually, for my teacher, Karen Curry Parker. She actually studied under Ra Uru Uru, who was the gentleman who received yeah. the download in 1987. So mm-hmm. Supernova in 1987, star exploded, and the consciousness of the planet received the codes of the human design body graph and blueprint. He was the only one who consciously received it was in Ibiza, Spain. Two weeks later, like literally came up with the whole, with the whole human design blueprint. So her book, she has a book called the human design activation guide. It's so simple. It really starts to explain what human design is, what's actually happening on the planet right now and how all of this ties together really, again, getting into that curiosity piece and then starts to go in and showing the body graph and really showcasing the different aspects of the human design body graph. So you can start to just get a sense of how everything's connected again to that ancient wisdom and to that modern science. And then mybodygraph.com is a free resource. Sounds like you're familiar with it. There's several. I love it because it's interactive and it is free. So you do need to know your birth location. You need to know uh, your birth time and, of course, your birth date in order to get the most accurate. Of course, not everybody knows their birth time. Just get as close as possible. And you can also upgrade if you'd like. And there's a little bit more info, but really it provides a really solid, you know, baseline. Yeah. You know, cohesive, comprehensive information of where to start with the body graph. Awesome. Now, questions I often get asked that um, I'm not an I'm not certified in this. I just I work with 
my clients with the little bit that I know and as I'm learning. Um, but what if they don't know the exact time of their birth? I know you said get as close to it. Is it within the hour there's accuracy? Because this is hour and minute we're, we're yeah. for your time of birth. It's hour and minute. Um, what, what's your suggestion around that? Or what's the error factor that you've seen? It really just depends. And what I often would do, because once you have your information, you can actually tweak it. So like if you're saying, if you say, I don't know if it was 2 p.m. or if it was 3 p.m., you can actually just do both and, and maybe oh, do 2.30 p.m. And yeah. you actually will find that you'll actually find, oh, nothing's really changed. So it doesn't matter. If you see a shift in maybe like an opened or closed energetic center, generally your type like isn't going to change that drastically. So if, if you're in the ballpark, you can tweak it and play mm-hmm. around. And then if there are any differentials, you'll feel like, oh yeah, this feels like me and this doesn't, and I'm just going to go with this and it feels what yeah. feels true for me right now. Right. So it's that intuitive piece that you get to tap into. I love that. Thank you so much. That was very helpful. The other question that I get asked is along the similar lines is the accuracy of the location. So I was working with someone the other day and they wanted to run their own graph and they're like, well, does it have to be? So I guess in London, they have provinces and then they have like neighborhoods, right? Like how accurate, I was like, just put in London and see what happens. Um, I don't know. Was that good advice? Or yeah. To get well, down to the neighborhood. On my body graph, I mean, provinces, I mean, there, there's a lot of specifics in geographic yeah. location. So I would say if you have it and you know, which most people do, type the city, type the province in there because it will actually show you. And, and I've even noticed um, different spellings. Like I know when yeah. I, I did a reading for a client in India and she was like, oh, it's spelled two different ways. And I tried it and it actually was in there twice. So I really find that it's pretty comprehensive in terms of, you know, getting as much detail as possible. But again, you know, like that's where you can try some things on. Like, obviously not everybody, there's people who are adopted and may not have their, their birth information and things like that. And so doing your best to kind of get a gauge and then seeing, because it really, there's so many, um, there's a lot of moving parts when it comes up with exactly how everything is, is processed through. So it's yeah. just kind of a trial and error. And that's what we want to do as humans, right? We're like, oh, I don't want to mess this up. But again, you want to get you can. <laughs> and when you see it, you'll know like, oh, wow, this feels like me. I've never had a reading with someone where they're like, you're crazy. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, oh, yes, this feels like me. Okay, let's keep going. So what I'm hearing you say is get as specific as you have specificity and um, you'll know because it'll feel aligned. It'll feel like someone just read back to you that has known you your entire life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I have my body graph open. I don't know. I think it's under. I I don't know exactly where it is, but somewhere in account, it'll actually, you'll be able to go in and you can change the the date. You can change anything. And so Mm -hmm. again, you can actually go in and then have it pull it through and then, you know, just take a screenshot and then pull it up with the next time. If you feel like it's 30 minutes off or something, but if it's like down to the minute, it's not going to be like all of a sudden you're going to have this completely new chart and it's going to skew everything. So that should put some people at ease. 
that's super helpful. Okay, let's yeah. get into the five energy types. Yeah, the five energy types. So you said you're a man, Jen. I am a generator, so that'll be fun to talk through. But the first type is the manifester. And let's see, how much do I want to get into? So there is not a, a generative, the sacral center is not defined in manifestors, which really means that there's a lot of ebbs and flows in energy. A lot of manifestors are here to actually be the innovators. They're here, they actually like come up with the idea, but they don't actually do the work, right? A lot of manifestors like passive income, right? Like they really like their rest. Rest is really important and really honoring, you know, like working a nine to five or showing up the exact same way every single day for a manifestor mm -hmm. coming up with an idea and then seeing it through execution is the quickest way to burn out for a manifestor. So really just recognizing that there's a lot of ebbs and flows in how you show up. A lot of manifestors are not the best team players always uh, like to work alone. Mm -hmm. So that is, I would say that is definitely an area where when people understand, right, how manifestors work, because what happens is, is people can sometimes get in the way of a manifestor who's really like channeling that, that, that idea. So a lot of times people will actually obstruct and create hindrances and actually create more burnout for the manifester if people are kind of in the way. So that's where communication is key of, you know, informing people what you're up to, but not asking for permission and really allowing the space to be able to kind of go inward and create. Um, any questions with that one? No, no. Okay. Uh, some parts of it resonate. So I'll have questions later. Well, we get to yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a generator. So you could even tell by energy, like this is me all the time. I'm very vibrant. I have a lot of energy when I'm lit up by my work, which I love human design. I love being with people. So this type of setting is really actually what engages my life force and really creates that generative energy for me to keep moving. This mm -hmm. is where I'm most inspired. This is where I love to live. And the biggest thing with generators is we're really here to light up the world through our work. So for me, a great example, I was in an engineering role that wasn't serving me. Was I successful? Was I making great money? Yes but I was so unfulfilled and my body started to break down and the people pleasing was at its you know height. And I really started to despise just how I was being in the world, how I was showing up. Like I didn't want to wake up in the mornings. Right. So generators are meant to be very active. I have a standing desk. I take a lot of breaks. So sitting in meditation, I do, but after I move my body, like there's a lot of movement that happens for me when I hit the pillow at night, I am exhausted and I fall asleep and I wake up feeling recharged. And that means that I'm actually, I should be going to sleep feeling that way because that means that I exhausted all that generative energy, energy inside when generators say stagnant, right? It stays inside and it starts to manifest as frustration or anxiety. And so not expelling all of that energy throughout the day actually ends up creating a lot more inner turmoil. And that's when people are like, what's wrong with me? And then people think they need more rest when really it's actually creating and perpetuating more. Yeah. Of the issue. Yeah. yeah. I love exhaustion because it is a 
physical response. It's the body communicating that something is out of alignment. And it can, it's just a matter of getting curious to see where. And so I love that you brought that up in different ways for the manifester and the generator. The the exhaustion in the body is speaking different things. So I love that. And understanding your type, and you can interpret kind of where that misalignment is. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Burnout, burnout shows up in different ways. And this is where it's mm-hmm. like really tuning in. And by nine o'clock, I'm like, I can barely keep my eyes open. And I'm, and I know that I'm like, okay, I, you know, and so burnout yeah. will show up in different ways for different types. And that's where starting to listen is so important. It's really about listening and not comparing yourself to other, because I have manifestors, projectors and reflectors who look at me probably look at you and think, how do you do it and compare? And the reality is, is that's not their role. Like my role is to be the life force worker of the world in terms of like what fills me up. I love to work when I'm lit up by my work. That's not every single type. The queen bee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Do, Do the does each energy type have a consistent um, defined or undefined center based on their energy type? Yes. You say that manifestors have the sacral undefined. So all manifestors have the sacral undefined. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And generators it's defined. I'm looking at my chart right now. It's helpful for me because I'm a visual person. So yes. generators, it's a defined, it's a defined a sacral center mm-hmm. and there is no defined motor center. There's four motor centers, but we don't need to get into all that. There, it's, there's no motor center connected to the throat for manifesting generators. You have a defined sacral and one of your motor centers has a defined throat. So that's how you end up having a generator and a manifester have a baby and you birth the man gen. So a lot of people wish that they were man gens, are jealous of man gens, and they're amazing. However, there's a lot going on with manifesting generators, <laughs> and you kind of get like the best of both worlds, but also some of the shadow aspects. And yeah. I would say, again, generators, more people oriented, manifesting generators, more lone wolves. So you'll start to notice when mm-hmm. you show up in certain ways. The best way to describe a, I, I would say the difference between a man gen and a generator is generators have a stair-step learning curve. We're actually here to create mastery, the yeah. generator and generator family. So I will learn something and I'll be really, I'll excel at it. And then I plateau. Mm-hmm. So plateaus are actually so supportive for both manifesting generators and generators. But of course we don't like to sit still. We don't like to wait. We don't like to be patient. So we feel like we're dying when really this is what we need to go inward to then birth the next evolution of our mastery. Manifesting generators are more like an escalator. You all just go and you make mistakes and you don't ask permission and you just do it. And then guess what? You come back and refine. Then you go, then you come back and refine, then you go, then you come back and refine. So you and I may start the same project at the same time. And I may be like, oh my gosh, where did she go? She's all the way up here. And I'm just going and doing my thing. And then you'll notice we'll start to kind of even out because I just 
am a little bit more conservative and like, okay, I really want to create this mastery first. And I really want to learn where you're learning actually through mistakes. Got mistakes it. are literally like, if we can rewrite the, the word mistake into like guideposts as to what the breadcrumbs of the universe manifesting generators would just be, I mean, you guys are, are unstoppable, but the programming around a lot of times manifesting generator children are told you're too much. You need to slow down. You need to focus on one thing, which is actually the worst thing that we can do because you thrive in fast paced environments, working on multiple projects at any given time. So if anyone tells you like only pick one thing for a manifesting generator, that's not that's not sustainable for you. You actually thrive with multiple balls in the air when you're feeling aligned, when you're energetically in tune. Yeah, I love that. And it's true. So a lot of the series is how we show up in life, in the boardroom and in the bedroom, right? And all of that is true in all of those areas um, that you just shared. So the variety component um, and also ever wanting to, to evolve right? And master, but not stopping until I master. So I love, I love that visual that you painted with the stairs and the escalator. Yeah, that I feel like that it it just makes so much sense to me, especially because I have a lot of manifesting generator friends. And what did I do? I used to get in comparison. And Mm -hmm. now it's like, you just start to see and witness and notice how we all show up. And then that's why in teams, especially if you work with a team, knowing the type of your Mm -hmm. team is so critical and so helpful because again, we don't make anyone wrong for when they don't ask permission or when they like to work alone or right. And then we start to, to be able to kind of be proactive in, okay, let's like, okay, how can we have all of this work together? Like how can we all work in synergy for this, you know, project to move through completion? Love that. Awesome. Yeah. What's the next Ooh, projectors. I like projectors. Our guy. I love projectors. <laughs> I do have a best friend. He's a male. He's a projector. Um, I find it's so, it's so, I don't want to say it's easy to spot. I, I'm generally pretty good with, with spotting um, most of the types, but projectors are like, there's just this stoic energy, uh, not a defined sacral. So again, just very ebbs and flows with energy projectors are usually like late bloomers. <laughs> so lots of burnout generally in the thirties is when we like, they, they do not thrive in corporate environments and they're really here to guide and lead. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's some presidents that are projectors, but really here to be mentors, share wisdom and manage. So like really, really good managers, really good with people. Um, they're not the loudest in the room, but when they speak, people listen and really just have this like rounded presence, but again, require a lot of rest, lots of en- ebbs and flows, uh, from an energetic standpoint. So again, not meant to hear to perform the tasks and to do the thing really meant to share wisdom and have, you know, for example, share wisdom about a passion project and then the generators mm-hmm. and the manifesting generators will, will execute. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a manifester would be like the visionary, right? Like has, you know, creates the idea and then the the projector is really the director of this film, right? The one that's really 
uh, expressing and sharing wisdom and experience to manage the team and the manifesting generators and the generators are the ones that are like going to town with the energy that's sustainable, sacral, and, you know, bringing that through fruition. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And our last ones are reflectors. Reflectors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's not very many reflectors in the world. Uh, There's a lot of like 1%. Is that about what you understand? Yeah, I have not met a reflector. I know that they exist, Um, but they're really here to be like karmic mirrors. Like they're really here to um, like be in community and really here to reflect to us what we're creating. Mm -hmm. So it's just such a beautiful, like they're really, um, a karmic mirror. They're also kind of here to like be the scrubbers, um, of the, of the world reflectors really need to feel safe, really need to feel safe in community. And so I would say, um, just environment because you take on other people's energy, right? So like lots of open energetic centers. So when we're talking defined and undefined, I just want to clarify as you all start to look up your charts, a defined center is colored in and an undefined center is, and so defined also means closed and undefined also means open. Reflectors are literally just open canvases and here to just take on the energy of others. But what's beautiful is they're able to actually expand that out. They're actually able to take that in. So when they're in a safe environment, when they're in an environment that's expansive and thriving, they're actually able to take that in and expand it tenfold which is a really beautiful thing. Wow. I love it. Okay. If you, if you, I'm going to put you on the spot. (laughs) If you had to think of like one word to describe each one, Mm. um, how would you do that? So let's go through manifester. What word comes to mind? Mm. I would just say creator. Awesome. I love it. For me, it's inspirational. Mm. That's just what comes to mind. Yeah. I love creator. How about generator? <laughs> I wanted to say the doer. I'm, I'm, I'm like using verbs. <laughs> I'm keeping it in layman's yeah, terms. Mine was uh, productive. <laughs> yeah. Productive. You're using adjectives. I'm using verbs. Beautiful. That's <laughs> perfect. Okay, so doer, doer. Yeah, okay. yeah. If Creator, I wasn't on the spot, doer. I'm sure. Okay, I'm like, is there, um, is there <laughs> multi-passionate doer? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, one one coach that I heard speak on it said magnetic, and I really gravitated towards that. So I'll keep that word. Uh, it just didn't come from me, but I, I'll keep that word. Um, projector. Yeah. Projector. Advisor. Yeah, I like it. Guide, leader for me. Yeah. Um, and then reflector. What came through for manifester also is innovator. And ooh, I like that one. I like it for sure. Cause they're the ones that are getting the divine download. Um, um, reflector? 
I would say evaluator because they're really here to reflect back what's happening in the collective. So I would say an evaluator. That wasn't too shabby. No, (laughs) it wasn't too hard. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put her on the spot. I'll do her, you know, because there is with generators and manifesting generators, like because we have this energy, a lot of times we do, um, like we were, we're doing things because it's what society has imprinted on us. And so sometimes like a negative connotation, you know, so just know, like when we feel alive, we love to do, right. Like, it's like when we be, when we show up as who we are, then the doing is just part of why we're here. Right. So, you know, it's like changing our relationship. If you get a little triggered or like, Oh, I don't want to keep doing, it just means that you're doing things that aren't in alignment. So that's just feedback. I also think of, um, I mean, so many words come to mind, but like you are the executor, you get shit done, um, you, which, which a lot of people lack follow through, right? That's why their businesses aren't um, moving forward. It's not that your idea isn't great. It's not that you weren't meant to be here. And this is what I love about putting together teams, learning mm-hmm. for me, human design, um, I used to run a multi-million dollar public company and I could see now unbeknownst to me what the human design was, but how you could put together a team powerfully. If you know that, for example, you're a manifester, you know, you need a manigen and a generator on your team, right? Your generator would be your VA. Your manigen would be like your OBM, your overseer, the one that translates the vision to the strategy, and your generator executes that. And that's all of those are needed. Um, if you are a generator, you need the manifestor. You need the manager who might be your copywriter, right? Who can take, you know, what you want to create in the world and actually give you like the inspiration of how to put that out there and how the, the words on how to um, tap into your ideal client. So I just, I love the further I get into this. Um, and I love the way that you described each of the energy types. For me, the way that you describe reflectors today, I think magnifier, I think like mirror, like when you describe those, the energy coming in and then magnifying it out, that's, that's kind of what came through for me. I love it. Yeah. They're like sponge. They're like the sponge of sponges of the world. And so that's why it's beautiful because when, when they're in in an expanded state and in an environment that's really thriving, like that is part of the ripple of the healing of the collective. So we are, okay, we're going to change doer to executor. You use the word executor for like, let's do that. That feels good. I'm like, oh yeah, executor. (laughs) Get it done. Yes, absolutely. Um, All right. Use the word sovereign. And I've heard that a lot. What I, I get it in context and I'd love to know, what does that mean? sovereign sovereignty to reclaim your yeah what does that mean to me it's like inner authority to me it's it's reclaiming our autonomy of self and and recognizing that that is the true state right like is freedom like is that freedom to show up as self, to show up in our unique gifts, right. To be able Mm -hmm. to self-express and know that there is no judgment from, from other, right. Because what I know to be true is there is no other, like, right. Like if I see something in someone else, whether it's shadow or light, it must live in me too, because if not, I wouldn't be able to see it. And so really just coming from this place of, of, 
we are our highest authority, like us individually. And there's not any book, like even human design, like there's no crutch or tool or product or program or anything or anything outside of us um, that really has an authority over us once we start to tap into to our uniqueness and the truth of who we are. So it's really about coming back to self first. And to me, sovereignty is is owning that because it's it's not always easy uh, when we start to wake up in this way, right? Because we're modeled and, and the majority of the world is choosing suffering and is choosing to look outside of self for the answers. And so it is to me, a revolutionary act to really start to put that sovereign stake in the ground, which again is, I am my highest authority, not what me, the social media is telling me, not what my parents are telling me, not what my coach is telling me. And that honestly, I could say is probably what I really learned to be true is nobody is going to be able to do it for me. Right. Like not my coach, right. Like all of the, like all of the, mm-hmm. what, what's the word? Like, I just, I would put these um, like this external baggage on others. Like, can you just figure it out for me? But it was because I was burnt out, right? Because I wasn't listening. So I'm really excited um, to be alive during this time because I'm seeing people are finally like, oh, exploring this and getting curious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's one of the keys of why I created this experience um, for all of you out there is yes, that we have guides and we have coaches, we have therapists that support us, but ultimately you get to choose your path and you get to take the strategy or take the the tip that they gave you um, and apply it to your life in a way that is true for you. So I love that you just said that. And with that, I'd love to see what are three things you can leave the audience with um, to further their own journey. Well, I would say go to mybodygraph.com and just start to explore, you know, like really just getting from that state of curiosity, because I really feel like what holds us back as a society is not being curious because when we're not curious, we're in judgment and control. And so really just leaning into um, curiosity. Mm -hmm. The second piece is honestly deep belly breathing. (laughs) You know, I know this isn't necessarily, (laughs) yeah, necessarily tied, but if you want to be able to listen more, uh, closing your eyes, I found creating presence in the quickest way is closing our eyes because our eyes are constantly taking in so much information and constantly creating, is this safe? Is that not this not safe? And then the deep belly breaths connecting to the parasympathetic nervous system, really turning off the mind and letting the body talk. 93% of communication is nonverbal, right? And so this just starting and starting to notice how am I breathing? Because what happens when we're breathing up here is we're actually in fight, flight, or freeze. And so we're making decisions from our body and mind thinking that we're unsafe. Mm -hmm. And so of course, what are we, we're going to create more of that. So Mm -hmm. I would say the second piece is really just start tuning into the body and, and simply start breathing. Yeah also lives to or leads to beautiful orgasms but yes <laughs> when you're oh. in that space not just sitting but when you're in that space go ahead and how are we modeled we're modeled to <laughs> yeah like that sex is a lot of that short breath and actually the, the full body orgasm comes when you can and 
And it's what you just said. You are connecting to that parasympathetic nervous system. You're slowing down. You're becoming present, one with your body. And as you roll that breath through all the way down to your sacral energy center and breathe it back out, the ripples of that, you can achieve a really beautiful orgasm. So wasn't the intention of this episode, but the way you described that um, absolutely uh, yeah. resonates with me in, in that sense. <clears throat> absolutely. It's the same thing with labor. It's the same thing with sex. It's the same thing uh, with how yeah. we're going up in the world. It's okay. we're just not taught. We're not taught to breathe like that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to connect to the present moment for the breath and when we're in the present moment, we're connected to the truth of who we are. So I would say that would be my next piece is, is really letting go of the self beat up, right? Like really, really owning our wholeness, really owning that we are unique. We came into this world with our energetic blueprint. We came into this world as souls having a human experience, we signed up for parenting and conditioning and schooling and indoctrinization and all of the things so that we could then come back to self in our adult years. And that's what so many of us are doing. And so there's no comparison about if you're in your thirties your forties or seventies or eighty. it doesn't matter. It's all divinely orchestrated. And the more that we can let go of the self beat up and just be in curiosity. So the first piece is just get curious with your body graph, just start to explore your type even your family's type. The second is starting to connect to the breath, start to listen to what feels like truth and what does not feel like truth in the body. And the third piece is notice the conversation with your mind and the comparison and the, I wish I was further along and feeling like you're behind and just start to change that. Just start to be like, okay, mind, thank you, but I'm actually going to choose this. And you'll start to notice you'll be able to tune in a lot more to self. And enjoy things a lot more. I love it. Thank you so much. Those were super clear and easy, easy to do. Um, How can the audience, I know this resonated for somebody, for several people out there. How can they connect with you and um, deepen their journey with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I do have a free gift. It's on my website, which I have the direct link. It's actually called Your Awakened Woman Unique Archetype. And what I do is I actually created an assessment for you to to tune into what you believe your type is based on the questions that I ask. And then sometimes it's actually not in alignment with your actual body graph, just simply because you're living out of alignment. And then I start to showcase ways to embody and and come back to self. So if that interests you and you want to explore on a curious level, um, I know that you'll be able to share that link. I do have a private Facebook community. It's where I hang out the most of thousand women all over the world called the awakened woman collective. And that's where I give free mini trainings. And a lot of women show up that way. My uh, website is lindsaymartinellis.com, which I know you'll put the spelling in there. And then my email is lindsay at uh, lindsaymartinellis.com. So if any questions come through and you just want to connect, I am happy to support you. And I think the quiz, I think you'll have a lot of fun with the quiz. Yeah, if I you're love quizzes. Yeah, I love quizzes. Um, awesome. Lindsay, thank you so much for being so open with us, being generous with your gift and giving people kind of a high level of where to start. And I love that we're starting with the energy type because there's so much to learn even under that umbrella alone. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. You're so welcome. Yeah. Enjoy everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.